Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Is This Place Haunted? Yes, this place for this episode definitely is. It it really is. 100% is. I did quite a lot of um, watching of TikToks and like yeah. YouTube videos and I have to say it is super spooky there, really scary. I don't know why anyone would enter them. Or live there but love yous. Um, mm. I'm Olivia. And I'm Lauren. And if you clicked on this week's episode, you will know it's Lauren's topic, which is... Um, the Appalachian Mountains. Oh, so I always have, um, or I've had, not recently, but the Appalachian Mountains in my For You page on TikTok. I'm mm-hmm. sure you're the same. Um, skinwalkers, like voice mimics, doppelgangers, like all that shit. And I'm like, who's walking there? I know. I know. So many people do, though. It's like, I'll talk about it in the episode, but there's a the trail that everyone goes on, which is like miles and miles and miles long. Like, they get like a special award if you do it, but loads of people just like don't make it. <laughs> like, is, is it worth the award? Probs not. I don't think probs so. Probs not. Um, before we get into the spooky, how are you, Lauren? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, really good. I'm actually, as we were saying before we started recording, I am a bit behind on my housewives this week, which is annoying me. Mm. But I'll be watching it tonight. Salt Lake, that is. Yeah, I I was speaking to a mutual friend of ours, Emma, at the weekend, trying to... Well, we we did start, in fact, Salt Lake, but we were just too distracted and, like, we weren't paying attention. Mm -hmm. And we started from season one, which I think you have to watch alone. Yeah, to concentrate on it, yeah. To concentrate on it because there's so much um however she was a beverly hills diehard much like i was do you remember when i was and you convinced mm-hmm. me to watch salt lake and i was mm-hmm. like yeah, i was i was you i was like i'm never going to not watch beverly hills it's going to mm-hmm. be my fave ever. now i'm like beverly hills is out today and i'm like eh. i know 
That's how I, I watch it. Like, like, but like, <laughs> yeah, so loud. Uh, to be fair, it actually took me. I was two weeks behind because I was just so disinterested. Like, I'm like, I don't care about anything. No drive for the the Bev Hills, but listen, will I watch it? I will. Um, I don't know. If I'm gonna... Well, I probably will, but I don't know. I'm not buzzing for Salt Lake next season now. Monica's not in it. Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't know how they're going to recover from this. They'll probably try and intertwine it into the story, <laughs> even though she's not there. Do you know what I mean? But I don't know who she would film with, if I'm honest. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. And also in terms of great telly, the traitors, if you guys are watching it, message us. Oh, my God. It's so good. So good. Diana's my everything. I love the first series as well. Like, you've got so much to catch up on. Like, I can't wait amazing and brandy is in the u.s version the first season i know that's mad with claudia allen coming no alan coming does the the u.s version Who's alan but when you think about it brandy was in scotland i know that's mad in the highlands so good and kate chastain from below deck um, so who's alex coming alex coming the guy who presents it is that what you said alan alan coming A- alan alan coming is that scottish, scottish actor you'd know him <clears throat> he's like son. he's like iconic oh maybe i will know him i just don't know his name he's um, like famously gay and a really good actor i don't recognize him my god but let me look through um, I do see that he's he's an SNP member. Oh yeah, he's a mad nationalist, but he lives in like most of them, like in New York. <laughs> it's like Scotland must be preserved amnestian. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same as Sean Connery. Like I'm so pro independence from my from my island. <laughs> from like, um, I'm just having a wee peek to see if there's anything I would. Mi- remember from i'm sure people are screaming at me i'm i'm i'll be honest babes i'm quite shook that you don't know him he's in romeo no, and michelle I, and everything i've not seen that oh <gasps> i think it was like just bef- my, before my time just <laughs> yes i i am old right now because I, I liked phoebe and friends but then when all the romeo and michelle stuff was there i was like what's that oh my god you would love it you, you I know, would I probably would yeah, no, I, do you know what? I've never actually watched anything that he's in, so that yeah. makes sense. Um, apart from Spice World, but I was young. I can't remember anyone in Spice World apart from the Spice Girls. There was so many celebrities in it. It was unbelievable. Absolutely loved it. Loved it. But The Traitors is incredible. Messages on Instagram if you are watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, Diane's my queen forever. Diana's a queen. Love the U-turn. <laughs> they voted out. Mm-hmm. the ginch i don't want to ruin it for people who go i still have it to watch but yeah amazing it's, it's the best series and claudia winkleman's fashion in it is fabulous as well her hair mm-hmm. i can't it's too good just so fabulous it's that head and shoulders <laughs> i wish i had that yeah. tonight by the way i've just washed my hair and it's like pubic hair on my head Oh my god! I got my hair done yesterday, and you know when they're massaging your hair when you get it um, washed, I fell asleep. Oh, did you actually? I actually did, because you get a ten-minute shiatsu head massage. That's really good. Free of charge, and I was like, oh. 
then I just slightly nodded off. More dozed than I fell asleep, but definitely, yeah, my eyes were closed and like. I mean, it's it's funny you said that by the way because when I was at my girlfriend's last night, she used one of those head. <laughs> what are you gonna say? Hard lunch. <laughs> Hard lunch. I she used one of those um head mas- <laughs> those head massagers on me. <laughs> Lauren's doing a wanking motion on her head, but she actually does mean head massager. <laughs> and uh, it was really nice. I'm going to get one of those for the house. Oh my God, it's good, but it's better when somebody else does it. Yeah. Do you know, you don't know when it's coming. I was like, oh. 100%. Oh, do you know what I love? I love having my back tickled. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Like, scratched on my back. The dream. That is the dream. We do love that type of touching. Oh, sorry. I just touched the candle with the, the stones. Oof. Right, so as we have the traitors to catch up with tonight and we want to get our dins and stuff, should I fire into the episode? Fire in, I'm going to keep the lights on. It's actually, yeah, I was getting really freaked out watching the videos, I have to say. So guys, after this episode, get yourself on Appalachian Mountains, TikTok. It's it's where it's at. <clears throat> so I'm going to set, I'm going to set the scene, Okay. When you live in the area surrounding the Appalachian Mountain, you venture out into the woods, say with your poochy pooch dog, in the fresh air to let it have a shit. You're walking, you're walking, having a lovely time in the forest, then suddenly you start to feel uneasy. The forest sounds suddenly stop and fall silent, and you feel like someone is watching you. Now, if you're from the Appalachian Mountain area, you go, ah, I know how to deal with this. I am going to remember the rules. The rules are, if you hear your name in the Appalachian Mountains, no, you didn't. If you hear screaming, especially a woman's scream, no, you didn't. You don't whistle. Never whistle. Don't go into the woods at night. Don't go alone if you can avoid it. And don't, when you're walking, look into the tree line. And if you aren't in the woods and you've managed to get home okay, if you sleep near the mountains or you have a house there that's fabulous, don't sleep with your curtains open. Who's eight? Who the fuck would as well? I mean, not unless you're like displaying your tits for the neighbours or whatever, which some people do do, but like I would. Like sleeping with it open? Like flash your <laughs> just like it's all you want but like shut them to sleep you psychopath also Weird. walking in the woods at night and alone why Why would you why would you honestly but some people do yeah some people do. and some people do, do it in I didn't... so sorry right i got too excited do you know what i didn't realize until tiktok was i thought of appalachian mountains as like the southern u.s states but it goes up to like canada it's a vast mountain range and i actually have Fun facts to tell you. Cool. So these rules, by the way, are handed down from generation to generation. Um, So like a lot of girls and boys that live in the Appalachian Mountains that go on TikTok will tell you, these are what my granddad told me, my grandpa, always abide by them. And everyone has a set kind of rule of if you go out, this is what to avoid and stuff. So it's like a serious thing. It's not just folklore to people. It's like everyday life. So these are, there's loads of rules and superstitions around uh around the Appalachian Mountains and for the people that live there. But those are just the essentials to know if you do happen to find yourself out in a trail. 
Now, I'm going to tell you a little about the uh, Appalachian Mountain um, landscape. So the Appalachian Mountains, often referred to simply as the Appalachians, form a vast and stunning mountain range stretching approximately 1,500 miles across the eastern United States. It's an ancient mountain system, one of the oldest on the earth. Um, It's played a crucial role in shaping the landscape, ecology and the cultural history, um, which spans across all of those regions. Um, it's got a diverse array of ecosystems, wildlife, and human communities. Um, the Appalachians are a treasure trove of like natural beauty, historical reference, because like so much shit went down there as well. Like I'll get to it, but some of our other episodes actually took place in the Appalachian Mountain Range, but I just didn't know because I, I yes. thought every. Do you know what I mean? Can I hang? Wild, wild. Wild. I also wonder, and you might get into this, but I do wonder whether a lot of the like folklore and hearing a woman screaming is like inherited from Celtic, like Banshee. Oh, girl, you're going to girl, get into You're always on the money with these types of things. I'm not kidding, honestly. So let me tell you a little bit more about the geology, though. Geographically, the Appalachian Mountains originated around about 450 million years ago um, during the Paleozoic era now the collision of the tectonic plates led to the formation of these mountains creating a rugged complex terrain over millions of years weathering the erosion sculpted uh, sculpted the peaks and valleys giving the appalachians their distinctive rolling hills and deep gorges and dense forests the range extends from newfoundland in canada to alabama in the united states crossing through 15 states and encompassing a vast and diverse landscape the Appalachian Mountains are renowned for their rich biodiversity, as I've said. They've got lots of different plant and animal species. The ecosystems go from carnivorous forests to wetlands to high elevation grasslands. The Great Smoky Mountains, part of the Southern Appalachian subrange, boast unparalleled diversity across the world and are recognised by the UNESCO World Heritage Site. There you go. So obviously... Oh, really? the- yeah, so obviously they have abundance of wildlife. They have black bears, white-tailed deer, red foxes, loads of different bird species, and obviously shitloads of people go to the mountain ranges to see all of this this wonder. So that's one reason to go into the woods, I suppose. Um, so this is interesting. C- culturally, the Appalachians or Appalachians have played a pivotal role in shaping the heritage of people who call, who call the whole region their home. The mountains have been inhabited by various Native American tribes for thousands of years, of course, um, each leaving their own mark in the in the landscape. European settlers, primarily Scots and Irish, that's right, <laughs> us, began to establish communities in the Appalachian region in the 18th century. Um, again, like you were just saying, with them they brought they brought loads of like rich traditions, like folk music, storytelling, craftsmanship, all that kind of jazz. Um, Do you know, I love Appalachian rock, Appalachian folk songs. Oh, <gasps> yeah. Listen to them. Yeah. Them. And they are very, like, Irishy. Babes, I honestly think you're psychic. I feel that the psychicness is coming through tonight because celeb- um, I've said the cultural legacy persists today, celebrated in events like the Appalachian Folk Festival, literally about to say that. Oh my God. And cities such as Asheville. It's fabulous. I love that. I like it's like that Irish, like the fiddle and all that, but it's the Southern. Oh, love it. That Southern draw. Um, so as I say, um, it's not just obviously the Appalachian area is not just the mountain range. There's obviously like towns and stuff that sit at the foot of it. 
um, stretching over 2,190 miles from Springer Mountain in Georgia to Mount Katahdin in Maine. This is the mountain trail, by the way. The trail offers hikers a crazy um, long journey that has like breathtaking like views and things like that. Um, the idea for the Appalachian Trail was proposed by Benton Mackay, or McKay, I don't know, depending on where you come from, I suppose, an American forester and regional planner in 1921. McKay envisioned a continuous footpath along the Appalachian Mountain Range, stretching from Mount Washington, um, Hampshire, to Springer Mountain in Georgia. The Appalachian Trail was originally completed in 1937. Crazy, like, um, and its establishment involved the efforts of a huge amount of, like, conservationists, volunteers, and organisers, um, so yeah, the trail is kind of the center point of this whole range because of the distance. Um, as I've said, it was established. Established. It was created through the tectonic plates four hundred fifty million years ago. But this bitch on TikTok, she was going through like everything, and she said, um, it was actually formed seven hundred fifty million years ago. So we're talking. It was the the mountains were there before any kind of earthly existence, practically. Which is wild, eh? So they've been there longer than... Wait, no. Sorry. I'm being stupid. Almost. (laughs) 750 million years. That's like almost before we were little tadpoles or whatever we used to be. If not more than... But not before the dinosaurs. Uh, Maybe. Are they not billions? I don't know. We'll we'll look this up. We'll look this up after. (laughs) Sorry, Ross Geller. So... To get to the crunch of it, though. However, it's not only known for its stunning natural beauty. It's also known for its spooky and scary folklore, which has been a hot topic trending on TikTok. Yeah. So, from the ghostly legends surrounding the Brown Mountain lights to the eerie encounters with Wampus Cat, which we will touch on later on, the region has cultivated a sense of mystique that adds an extra layer to the fascination of its natural beauty. There's abandoned homesteads, old mining towns, and the devil's tramping ground are all steeped in stories of the supernatural, um, contributing to the mountain's allure as a place of wonder, but also of scariness. Also, just a quick shout out, one of the things that is actually happened on the mountain range or just outside the mountain range, but within the vicinity, was the Bell Witch. It's one of the most famous witchy tales of that area and we have a whole ass other episode that you guys can listen to after this one isn't that mad that that is on the Appalachian Trail but I did know that I don't know how I probably mentioned it but I just didn't put it like together or put it together Um, it's mad no it is mad so the first one is called the Brown Mountain Lights. The Brown Mountain Lights are a mysterious phenomenon that has been reported for many years in the area around the Brown Mountain in North Carolina USA these unexplained lights appear in the night sky, usually hovering or moving above the horizon of the mountain and have become the subject of local folklore and scientific investigation. The lights are typically described as spherical, reddish or brownish in colour and they seem to appear and disappear without a clear pattern. They have been observed from various vantage points around Brown Mountain with popular popular viewing areas including Wiseman's View, the Brown Mountain Overlook and the Blue Ridge Parkway. Numerous legends and stories surround the Brown Mountain Lights, with some attributing them to supernatural or extraterrestrial origins. However, boo scientists, boo, they have proposed several natural explanations for the phenomenon. Phenomenon. 
and I've always got to ruin it for everybody. One prevailing theory suggests that the lights are caused by the combustion of gases emitted from the decaying organic matter on the mountain. Methane, a flammable, flammable gas, could potentially ignite spontaneously, creating the appearance of lights. However, there's loads of other weird like explanations for it, and loads of people have seen them. An older ghost story stated about a woman and a baby who was murdered in the Jonas Ridge community, which was used to incorporate a source of lights. Another ghost story about the lights includes one about a revolutionary war soldier linked to the Civil War ghost, because there was loads of like fighting and battles there where people would have used like lights at night. Some legends also tell about a brutal battle between the Cherokee and Catawab, Cat, Catwa, Catbo, Catabwa. I can't say <laughs> I that. I'm, really sorry, okay. <laughs> I'm like I'm, I'm de- uh, malfunctioning. Warriors on Brown Mountain, which left several warriors dead. In the evening, the tale states that the tribe that I just said, women went to search for their sons, husbands, and brothers, um, and fathers using torchlights. There are still claims that these lights that they see today are these women searching for their lost, like, oh, people and shit. That's awful. Terrible. Terrible. Um, so the Devil's Tramping Ground, this is another area. So the Devil's Tramping Ground, a mysterious and eerie site nestled within the heart of the Appalachian Mountains. It's also shrouded in mystery because this is really strange. Um, it's a really unsettling place. Um... It's said to be barren as a circular patch of land um, where, according to legend, as ever, the devil, who just can't keep out of it, um, devil himself apparently paces round restlessly in contemplation. The site itself is marked by a circular clearing. It's approximately 40 feet in diameter, so it's pretty big, surrounded by a dense thicket of trees. What makes the patch of earth particularly unusual is the complete absence of vegetation within its bounds so there's no plants there's no trees or a blade of grass takes root um in fact i've looked online at the pictures and stuff and it's really black whereas like the other area around it is like lush and green and gorgeous basically does it look like burnt yeah or like yeah tar it's like it's really bizarre so local folklore um, believes that obviously this is the devil um, tramping around pure, like thinking about all the bad things that he can get up to or whatever. Um, but it also, people also believe that it's where the devil um, basically comes out of the underworld and then he just like pisses off and does like bad stuff. Um, people have said that when they enter this area, there's like a really sort of malevolent like presence and people don't like going there and that presence is what makes the soil infertile and hospitable um loads of people have ventured into the devil's tramping ground in fact i read on reddit that like loads of people have camped there and apparently they've heard things like unearthly noises inexplicable shadows and just that overwhelming sense of ease um someone also has witnessed a spectral figure um, who they of course said was like looked like the devil or whatever, passing back and forth with measured steps, um, plotting sign or whatever. So, believe it or not, despite numerous attempts to cultivate the soil, um, within the circle, nothing has been able to penetrate it. So that we're that you've got literal horticulturists or whatever have been up there doing experiments and they can't get anything to grow in the area. Um. <laughs> There's also, because of this, not only because of all the spooky shit and stuff, um, people have actually said to people, 
that want to camp don't camp there because there's potential that it could be like some sort of I don't know acid or something that's like oh Jesus that that could actually cause harm um but yeah apparently people that also sleep there or have camped there have had really unsettling dreams and pers- like people think that they're being watched continuously um but yeah it's most likely if you don't think about creepy spooky shit it's most likely acidity acidity in the soil itself so that's that's the devil trampling ground so i've got a little reddit number that i'm going to quickly read through now I, it was a long mm-hmm. read so i couldn't actually do the full shebang so i would be here for ages but i've just picked out a couple yeah. of bits so this is from uh, this is posted on reddit um it's you arez og and this was four years ago so this was like midway through the story we found the symbols and knew it, it was it the dog hadn't followed us thus far we parked and got out with flashing lights first to scope out the area i'm not going to lie it was extremely unsettling we made our way up to the circle and thought perfect let's go get our shit Fast forward about an hour. It's quiet. We have our tent set up in the circle with our chairs set up surrounding surrounding our cooler, as Americans do. We were just telling ghost stories and drinking. Nothing really seemed to bother us other than the occasional twig snapping uh, that sounded like footsteps and the feeling of being watched. Um, we just chalked it up to being animals. It's 2am now. I start to hear voices all around me and I'm not the only one. Nick and Jake, who's obviously been mentioned previously, Nick and Jake heard it too. It felt like we were about to be jumped on by a group of men surrounding us, but we knew whatever it was, wasn't human. The voices stopped and I shit you not, at the same time the car light turned on. We went to the car to find all of our doors open. Unnerved, we slowly closed all the doors and went back to drinking. (laughs) 2.30 a.m. We are all on edge, not even drunk at this point because of the events that just took place. Everyone was silent. I could hear and feel my heart beating out my chest. You'll never believe it. We all heard beautiful humming coming from every direction. I wish I could describe how it sounded, but we knew that it was not that that was not good. We all leaned um, we all leaned in as it was the singing was going on without one spoken word. We all got up and went to our car and got out of there. Scary. No wonder. No. Love how they were like, I just went about to drinking though. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, we'll finish this up, then we'll go. <laughs> like, like yeah. right, but tequila though. <laughs> Let's get finished. Um, so the other thing, as you mentioned previously, this is the Appalachian Banshee. So the folklore of the uh, the region also shares characteristics with Celtic folklore. Um, There's a healthy dose of supernatural in the folklore with Scots-Irish characters such as the Banshee showing up in Appalachian tales. Um, This has obviously come from, like, if we've come from Scots and Irish heritage, these types of stories, like, will slip in. Like like the Bell Witch episode we talked about as well, where stuff comes through from, from where they've come from. So... Um, this is like a frequent story that's told between the settlers there. Um, Banshee beliefs were taken to America from these immigrants and they settled in the Allegheny and the Appalachian Mountains and in the mid-Ohio Ohio Valley. Now, just to remind everyone, if you've not listened to one of our early episodes, a Banshee is a female death omen spirit of Ireland and Scotland that attaches itself to families, especially those with the surnames of Mac or O. And it manifests as a herald, like a deathly herald, approaching a, um, to approach a family to warn them of a death that's coming. Um, the Irish Banshee is probably much more famous than our version in Scotland, but it's much the same thing. 
She's sometimes described with long streaming hair, which she may be combing, and some legends specify that she can only she can only be seen combing her hair. <laughs> what, a, what a vibe. Um, she sometimes wears a grey cloak over a green dress and her eyes are red from continual weeping. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. When she is seen, she appears to be either singing um, and she's shrouded, wearing a veil. Um, she's sometimes flying in the, moon, the moonlight, crying bitterly. Um, and her cry is either mournful or sometimes she's been seen or heard to wail. Banshee. Banshee, bitch, sound of doom. Um, and of course, with all the hundreds of settlers over the years in those mountains, it's bound to have been talked about much often. And there's been lots of sightings of her, allegedly. So... Mm-hmm. I found online as well, on Reddit, again, what a treasure trove. Um, this was posted by Yonke84 four years ago, the Banshee. I live in a small town in rural Appalachia. The entire area was heavily settled by Irish immigrants over 150 years ago. They brought along their traditions, superstitions and folklore, and well, a few other things followed along the way. As a child, me and my neighbour boy, <laughs> neighbour boy, Mike, used to go down and play in the creek together. It was our favourite pastime. We would catch minnows and crawdads, build little dams and rocks um, and rocks and mud and swim in some of our deeper pools. We used to spend every summer like this. That is, until the summer we both turned 12. It was a hot June day and we had been seen, uh, we had been swimming in a deep pool that lies in a couple of, a couple of miles downstream from our houses. When it turned ev- evening time, we started to wa- uh, take the long walk back. We were deep in conversation when we came around the bend in a creek and sitting there on a boulder beside the water was a small, beautiful woman. She was wearing an emerald green dress covered by a grey cloak. Her hair was incredibly long and she was brushing it with a silver brush. We both froze and stared. We knew everyone who lived along the creek and neither of us had recognised her. Her beauty was stunning. After a minute or two, but what seemed like eternity, she looked up at us. Her appearance immediately changed. Soft and smooth white skin seemed to melt this grey, lumpy clay. Her beautiful face now looked more like a half-rotted corpse and her long, luscious hair fell off in a clumps. And then this dead thing began to wail the most blood-curdling scream. It said it's the most awful sound you'd ever heard. We took off running and ran all the way to Mike's house. When we arrived, we found his mother sobbing uncontrollably and she looked pale as a ghost. She informed us that Mike's father, a mechanic by trade, had been working under a car when one of the jack stands had given way. And then something terrible happened to him, which I won't read out on here. 
Oh, God, really? Yeah. Mike and his mother moved away a few months after that. I haven't seen or talked to him since then, though I often think back on that day. Mike's family name was O'Brien or O'Neill. Um, and as an adult, I started doing a lot of research to my high and my Irish heritage, and I happened to come across the legends of the old banshee. It said that each of the original families of Ireland had their own banshee and form and a form of fae that would herald the death of a family member with this awful wailing and neighing. And then yesterday, as I sat on my back porch sipping on my whiskey, I heard the blood curdling scream. <laughs> I think this is half truth, but anyway, that was oh something I picked God. up and read it. Scary. It's wild. Scary. Um, so there's a couple of there's a few more so there's obviously shitloads of different cultures that have kind of intertwined in the Appalachian Mountains and with it there's like variations of things um, so this is called the Dwayo this is a creature from the Appalachian folklore specifically Maryland it's said to be a large wolf-like creature with shaggy fart sharp teeth and glowing eyes the legend of the Dwayo dates back to the early 20th century with reports of a mysterious wolf-like creature um, had began circling in the in the region some believed it was a beast um, as a werewolf, while others speculated it was just like a massive animal. Um, it is known for its incredible speed, agility, and said to be able to move quickly through the forest in the Blue Ridge Mountains. I just touched on these ones because they could be just variations of other like lore. So I'm just like, get to the good ship. <laughs> so this is called the Acre. This spectre is of Native American myth. It's one to be definitely feared. It takes its form as a little girl, pallid and frail, her skin sallow with disease. She's said to be the spirit of a child who once lived high in the mountains and died of horrible disease. She makes her presence known again by singing, and her distant yet distinct song is sometimes is something all children should be aware of. The spirit seeks her revenge by bringing horrible illnesses to the children of the household. Um... And some believe that wearing a bright red clothing protects them against her influence. Um, to this day, children know to turn away when they hear the strange song in the mountains. Any thoughts? I wonder what the song was. I know. It's like that new Ariana Grande one or whatever. Like, Yes. And, and by the way, um, that song is very disrespectful to his new wife and I'm on Team oh, Lily J. I know. I was thinking that the other day. I know people have been talking about it online and stuff, but like, how bad is that? Like, imagine wrecking someone's family. Is it like, I ruined your family, yes, and I'm living my most authentic life, girl. Do you know the sad it's thing? Is, that guy, sorry, that guy is going to get jacked like so quick as well. They're not going to last forever. Anyway. Anyway, it's still SpongeBob, but whatever. Whatever. Um, so the next one is the Windigo. The Wendigo is a mystical creature of evil spirit from the Angoquian folklore, particularly among the Ojibwe, Cree and Algonquin people of North America. The Wendigo is often described as malevolent, supernatural being, being associated with cannibalism. The creature is also said to be a result of individuals resorting to cannibalism in extreme conditions, such as during harsh winters or when stranded in the wilderness. So it could be like just local legend of people trying to survive and it's kind of manifested into this. In some legends, the Wendigo is also believed to possess the ability to transform um, or possess humans, turning them into Wendigos as well. The Wendigo is typically depicted as a tall, emaciated figure with glowing eyes, long limbs and sharp teeth. It is often associated with the wilderness and is said to haunt remote forests, especially during winter. Um, so basically, 
the weird thing about the Wendigo is it kind of has associations with modern psychiatry, which I thought you would find interesting. Yeah. So in modern psychiatry, the disorder known as Wendigo psychosis is characterised by symptoms such as an intense craving for human flesh and fear of becoming a cannibal. Wendigo psychosis is described as culture bone syndrome. In some First Nation communities, symptoms such as insatiable greed and destruction of the environment are also thought to be Wendigo um, symptoms of Wendigo psychosis. In some traditions, humans overpowered by greed could turn into Wendigos. The, the myth of this thus served as a method of encouraging people to be like less greedy and be like cooperative and like good to your communities and stuff like that. So it could be like a, also to encourage people to just not be a shitbag. Um, so yeah. That's what the Wendigo is. So I've actually got a Reddit story that they think they've encountered one of them. Are you ready for it? Oh, sorry. I've been singing into my microphone. It's been muted. I sang Taylor Swift. <laughs> I know. I was waiting for you on cue. I was like, oh, my God. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, no, I'm ready for it. You know, also to say the word is apparently really bad luck. So stop saying it. <laughs> is it? Oh, shit. Okay. Well, people call them Wendy boys. Wendy boys oh my god okay I'll stop saying it so this story is from I'm actually starting to sweat now you said that by the way I'm like, no no, oh. no you're fine it's not been that too many times I'm just letting you know for future reference okay the story is from a few years ago me and my mother remember every single detail of what happened but I would like some advice so when I was about seventh or eighth grade me and my mom were driving home from a therapy appointment of mine um it was winter and a full moon because I remember the snow glowing under the moon it was only six, but really dark out because, you know, it's in the middle of winter. So we're going about 55 miles per hour when this thing crosses and stops in front of us. The only way I can describe it is that it was if you combined a deer, a dog and a human. It stood about as tall as our windshield. It had the legs of what I can only describe of a deer. Its back was hunched over, walking on all fours. It had the head of a dog. Note it didn't have ears of a dog or nose of a dog but its eyes were white and it didn't have a tail. The freakish thing about the creature was its skin. It wasn't a canine with a mange or anything. It had actual human skin all the way down its legs. Too long to be dog legs. It smelt, I don't know how he smelt it, but it smelt of rotting meat and some parts of the flesh was broken upon, like if you would scrape your knee. It was pale white and you could see its veins. And this thing was fast. It looked stood there and ran across the road in a blink of an eye. Me and my mum had to pull over and calm down, but we both saw it. For some context, I live in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains where I overheard other people describe what I saw, saw a not deer, but it was way more human than deer. Any suggestions? <laughs> That's what he said. Uh, Wendy boy. So yeah. That's another one. There's another big story as well, but it's maybe less. I'm less likely to go into that. So I'm going to move on to the skinwalkers, which are kind of like variants of, you know, these things that we've already discussed. Yeah. So the skinwalkers are not traditionally associated with the Appalachian Mountains. Rather, they are a part of Navajo folklore in the southeast, southwestern United oh. States. In Navajo culture, a skinwalker is believed to be harmful, a harmful witch. Shit. Who possesses the ability to stop? What happened there? I don't know. Did you hear that though? No, I saw your reaction though. 
I heard something fall, but it's fine. I don't know what it was. Anyway, Wendy boy. It's not, I'm joking. Sorry. Your face. I was joking. <laughs> Actually, shit myself okay. there. I'm like, I didn't read that fact. So I'm just like, you're reading it off like a stupid idiot. Um, okay. In Navajo culture, skinwalker is believed to be a harmful witch who possesses the ability to transform into different animals. These beings are often associated with ma- malevolent intentions and dark magic. In recent sightings, they have been known to let out a blood-curdling scream, and people report um, apparently the same noise is heard over and over again. So if you go into YouTube, now I was going to play a sound, but now I'm too scared. So I'll put it on our Instagram, guys, that you can watch it at your own leisure. Yeah. Or add it in later, but don't listen to it. I ain't listening to that shit right now. However, the Appalachian folklore, um, these tales of shapeshifters and supernatural entities, they are they are seen frequently within the Appalachian Mountains. So although they're not maybe the Nav- Navajo um like culture, skinwalker, they're also there's like variants in the Appalachian Mountains. So I have this story that I have to read out. Fabulous. This was also posted on the Wendy Boy or whatever stories i'm probably saying it wrong anyway babes <laughs> like it's probably slime pronounced that ah, stupid bitch um <laughs> posted by soul tourist this is three months ago so this was very recent um mountain noises so first of all my friend had recently bought a new house in the black mountain so me and some other friends decided to visit by the way for those who don't know black mountains um was one of the towns in the blue ridge mountains just like the other cities up that peak the house, though, was near the top of the mountain in the middle of the forest. We were um, we were to stay there for a week and everything seemed normal at first. Zach, the guy who bought the house, was going out to the town. So it was just me and the two other buds in the house. But the clicking happened. We were just watching some TV um, on our Samsung. I don't know why I decided to include that. Didn't mind, but it got louder and louder. I stepped outside through the screen door only to find a strange looking buck outside the porch. It looked like its mouth were melded together by skin, and it was an abnormal black spot on its had an abnormal black spot on its back. I'd heard of mutated animals, so I wasn't too bothered too much. <laughs> These people are like pure bad, crazy. Um, I went back inside, and three minutes later, I heard the clicking again. My two friends were sleeping, so I went back to the bedroom, only to find the buck sticking its head out my open window. No. I, closed, I closed it slowly and backed away. A few hours later, Zach came back with some pizza and we all dined in the kitchen. <laughs> I was ready to sleep early, so went into the bedroom. About 30 minutes later, I heard a yelp and went into the kitchen. My friends had backed away from the window and we saw the buck outside. It began to smell like rotting from outside, so we were pretty startled. We tried to ignore it, and we went back to watching TV. Zach just remembered he'd forgot his phone in the car, so I had to go and retrieve it. Moments later, I heard a scream in the distance, so I ran back indoors. The next morning, after a good sleep, we still hadn't forgotten about the buck. Then, when I went out to the porch, I saw an old man. One of his eyes looked burnt. And I backed away. He was on our property. So I tried to tell him to back away. He only stood there watching me. I ran back in the house and I didn't see him again. A few days later, nothing strange happened except the occasional clicking. But we drove back unharmed. Not physically, at least. I did some research and I found out about skinwalkers. So I came to this sub to ask what happened. Would anyone know? Why are these people so chill about like a head in the window? And he's like, yeah, so I just got pizza, watched TV. 
I know it's like so we were just chilling and then then the thing came back and we were like what are you doing <laughs> like go away and then, he's like oh yeah I was going to sleep it's like so this is another one as well. So this is from Agreeable Copy 334. This was nine months ago. I grew up in the woods. I grew up in the woods, sorry. As a 13-year-old, I was staying at my friend's house for a birthday party. We slept in his room and right before bed, I decided to take a peek out the window. I thought I was looking at a dog or a four-legged animal. Then it stood up on its hind legs and looked almost human-eyed. Too small and skinny to be a bear. It terrified me so much, I ran downstairs to wake up his parents. I still fully haven't comprehended what I saw that day. Scary shit. I mean, never go in the Appalachian Mountains. Honestly, I don't care if the real estate's gorge. I'm not moving there at any point. No. Um, so maybe this is a bit fun. This is a bit more of a funny thing, but this is called the Wampus Cat. So the Wampus Cat is also a skinwalker, particularly referenced in the southern Appalachian region. Although it is referenced throughout and it's got different names such as gully wampus to the whistling wampus um and it's only rumored to be seen or appear at twilight or dawn um in appalachian mount uh, folklore the mythical beast is often portrayed as cat-like um so it's the cat-like embodiment apparently of a cursed woman who was punished for his dis- her disobedience or involvement in witchcraft oh justice for fatty wampus or whatever it's called <laughs> Fetty Wampus, yeah. What is it called? Is that it? Gully Wampus or Wampus Cat. Fetty Wampus. I love that. It's like a rap name. I love it. I think that may have been on in Superstore, sorry. Oh, was that oh, fabulous? Um eyewitnesses describe the Wampus as a large cat. Um um it's like a fearsome creature with a bobcat's face. It's often portrayed as a cross between a cat and a human with sharp, elongated claws and fangs. Its most distinctive feature is its glowing yellow eyes that supposedly pierce through the darkness um uh, in the night and roam around the mountains. Sightings of this creature have been sporadic, typically occurring within the dense forests and remote areas. Witnesses describe feelings of feeling unease and an overwhelming sense of like being watched when they encounter the creature as you would so we're getting to kind of the end but there's a few other real spooky bitches i want to cover so another creepy story apparently is children who apparently follow hikers round the appalachian mountain trail like i kids kind of not quite they giggle right not not fam no so a group of hikers apparently had set out to a certain location several miles into the hike, apparently. And after um, when they were going to camp down for the evening, they heard children literally like giggling and running around their camp. And I didn't know this, but Blair Witch, um, the film, the famous iconic film, apparently it was actually based on a real witch lore from the Appalachian Mountains. Wow. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Kind of a combo of the Bell Witch and this other one called, called I think it is called the Blair Witch, but slightly different. But I didn't have enough time to go into that. So I'll maybe cover it in another episode. So another fact about the Appalachian Mountains is 24 hikers apparently go missing there um, roughly every year. Although a great majority of them are found within two days, a lot of people... Yeah, I know. A, a lot of people go missing for good. So, um, apparently there's an... Uh, this adds to the intrigue surrounding Geraldine Largie's strange co- uh, case, which I'd never heard of. 
So apparently in 2013, the 66-year-old suddenly disappeared while halfway through her walk. She was doing, um, she planned it a hike eight miles north that day to meet her spouse um, at the rest area. Her husband had met her at several spots along the trail um, to give her like supplies and spots and stuff because she was old and like she needed that shit. Um, but Largy never sh- showed up. Um, her body wasn't discovered until 2015, um, so two years, um, about oh. t- 30 minutes from the town accessible by route. Weird, right? So... That's a little off off topic murder situation there. So this was a weird one as well. So apparently there's been lots of sightings of burned figures. So like a burned like man would come and like watch you or you see them in the woods and stuff. So apparently this happened to someone. In 2011, a man took a week off work to go hiking along the Appalachian Trail. Um, while camping, he heard noises coming from outside his tent at night. Um, but he didn't, he chose not to go outside because he was like not having that shit. The next evening thinking no more of what happened the day before, he was relaxing by his fire when he was startled to discover that there was a stranger standing close to his fuel. The face of the man was flaming. His hands and body had severe burns. Um, It was like a charred figure, basically, stared at the man and he had empty eyes. Um, Apparently, he was too terrified to move, Um, but the, the, the figure just basically left was standing there in front of him apparently the guy was like shook that like completely shocked by it and stuff and eventually he managed to get shit together and leave but apparently it's been seen by quite a lot of people in the the mountain range and not loving the mountain range guys who's doing that why are you hiking there it's so crazy um and last one before I go into the final Reddit, another legend from the Appalachian Mountain is about the Moon-Eyed People. They are a legendary group of short-bearded, white-skinned people who are believed to have lived in the Appalachia region until they were expelled by the Cherokee Indians. Several stories about the Moon-Eyed People attribute to the Cherokee tradition are mentioned by early European settlers in America. A book by Benjamin Smith Barton in 1797 explained that they were called Moon-Eyed because they could not see properly during the day. So they're obviously like kind of like weird things however moon-eyed people could see various phases of the moon thus the name so yeah i'll i can tell one last story that i took from online if you want to hear it and this is quite freaky so apparently in lebanon county pennsylvania which also comes is really close by to the mountain range um the blue-eyed six which was like a famous like it was a famous murder that took place and a group of six men, all of them coincidentally had blue eyes, were arrested and indicted uh, for first degree murder and they were hung in the area in 1879. So this is from, this is from, uh, read again from Kay Shucker three years ago. So there's a place called Moonshine Church where the blue eyed six are buried. You've probably heard of it. So I suggest looking it up. A bunch of the guys were hung for a crime they committed and they all were buried at the church cemetery. The cemetery is on a road at the base of the mountain. The original church is way back in the woods. Place is fucking spooky at night. Anyhow, local legend says if you can find the original church in the middle of the woods, you'll see six sets of blue eyes floating around the church. Obviously bullshit, but when you're a teenager, you'll believe it. I believe it now. Um, Everybody I knew as a kid had been out there but never dared to get out of the car to look out look from the actual church to the woods 
Well, me and my friends decided to go up there one night. We got out of the car, started making our way to the woods. About 10 minutes into our trek, we heard a shotgun cock. And in the pitch black, some haggard sounding guy said, you motherfuckers need to leave right now. And they left. They exited stage right. Yeah, they totally did. So in summary... There's loads of other things. There's like there's been like Sasquatch um sightings. There's been like the Mothman is also affiliated with that area, but they are like individual episodes. So we can get to them at another point if we want to do this kind of thing. But that is my brief summary of the Appalachian Mountain Range. Don't go there. That was so cool. Don't go there. That was really interesting. Also, just need to add. I mean, sorry, I just hit my face with the microphone. <laughs> um, have you seen the people who are like? turned on by mothman no there's like people who are like rampant for mothman like it's a fantasy book they yeah seriously i did not know that yeah like i don't know who not really guys not me i'm just joking i hate moths i hate moths that's weird i'm gonna look that up after this and if i see your babes What's it called? Fan fiction. That what they called. I think there's fan fiction about Mothman. Yeah. Oh my god. People will fetish. Let's honestly, they'll fetishize anything. Fetishize everything. I fetishize anything. <laughs> they do. They have it for aliens and everything. I've seen that shit. Like I've not seen it. Like I don't look at stuff like that. But like obviously I've seen it. I'm not shaming anyone, as as you say. But like, no, we don't kink shame here. I do have a problem with moths, though, because I don't like moths. But if that's your thing, do you boo? Yeah, and I wouldn't fuck an alien. Um, no, but like if you're not hurting anyone, you do you. No shame. I'm just thought I would add that if people want to go down the rabbit hole, <laughs> fan fiction, that's an option. You might as well. Fan I mean, there's so much subject matter from this episode as well, guys. Like, seriously, get on TikTok Appalachian stories. There's some really good t- TikTokers that live there. There's so many people who live there and film it and like see the people who hear their own voice talking to them. That mm. creeps me out. Have you seen? I don't know if I sent it to you. This guy that lives in, um, like there, and it's his own voice being like, "Hey, come here." Yes. That's yes. Fuck that shit. But so, did he record it on his own, like phone? I don't know. I'm skeptical sometimes, but definitely Appalachian mountains are very creepy. They are. And I do, I mean, a lot of this, it will be folklore, but people just making shit up and stuff. But like a lot of it, like weird stuff happens. Stuff's been filmed. Like, have you seen the pictures of rakes and things like that? It's creepy. It's very creepy. Um, No, that was really good. Thank you so much. Very interesting. Like I am, I do understand why people go there as much as we're like, don't go there. I totally get it. I get the draw. And if, if we lived close, we probably would do it. We probably would, but. Only like the outskirts for two miles and then come back home real quick. Right. It'd be the suburbs of the Appalachian Mountains, but they're kind of unavoidable. <laughs> like really. Uh, we, we didn't like I don't think we would go in it dark. No. Or by ourselves. No. So for our listeners in the southern states, which we do have a fair amount of listeners in the southern states. Actually it's not only the southern states, it goes up to like Newfoundland. So if you're listening, be safe. Don't go by yourself. Don't go in the dark. Mm-hmm. if you hear your name no you didn't no you didn't and listeners from america if you have any experiences as well send them in like tell yeah. us about them we could we use them in future episodes definitely if you feel comfortable to send them in 
feel yeah. free to send him as a voice note because you totally get it if you see me typing. I know, I can't be bothered. I love to send voicemails. Same, same. But I know that was a brilliant episode, a lovely wee change, but also nice because it's not here. I know, it is, it's nice. And America's got such good content. We should really start doing more over there. Yeah, we've already done quite a lot of American episodes, to be fair. We've not even scratched the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, A really good podcast for people who, if they're interested in this kind of thing, is um National Parks After Dark. Never heard of like all the people who go missing in the national parks in America and the stats are wild mm-hmm. wild so um yeah that's a good podcast because you know what we always like to help other people out because we're everyone can shine so that's a good podcast absolutely um, <coughs> yeah send, send us any stories you have about anything whether it's Appalachian or not if you live in at the Appalachian Mountains, if you want to send me cornbread, I'm okay with that. Please do. Okay. Send us gifts. I um, love cornbread. Have you had cornbread? I have actually. I love it as well. It's so good and it's gluten-free. Oh, it's so good. It's my fave thing ever. Fabulous. Okay, so send cornbread. On that note. <laughs> on that note, send cornbread. And thank you so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. And um, I don't know, do you want to reel off the Instas? Insta? Yes, if you follow us on Insta at is this place haunted pod or podcast podcast one or the other it will come up when you type is this place haunted. Um, also shoot us a wee email if you've got any stories. You can always voice not as an Insta, but it's at is this place haunted podcast at gmail dot com. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. See you in a couple of weeks. Um, do you know what you're doing? That's fine. I don't. It'll be a surprise for everyone. Fabulous. Um, Well, enjoy this episode, guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week or next time we see you. Catch you in a fortnight, guys. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.